Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I want to paint a picture for you. Imagine it's 2011, and I'm backstage at the Gathering of the Juggalos. I'm standing there, and I'm watching everything happening on stage, and I see Flava Flav walk off and walk by me. And he's got the clock and everything. And uh, then I see this old woman walk by. And I'm like, who the hell was that? What was she doing on stage? And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, that's Charlie Sheen. Then uh, I'm talking to a producer uh, with, with some friends and everything. We're talking to a producer. And it happens to be the producer for Insane Clown Posse, which are the guys that did this whole thing. They put on this whole event. And uh, the, the producer and I and a couple other people are talking. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes... A golf cart. And on the golf cart is none other than vanilla ice. And it's surreal and it's crazy and it's weird and it's a, just a circus freak show of everything going on. Well, the, the curtains wind down and the show rounds up and all that stuff is done and we end up going back to my friend's cabin. And at the cabin, I'm sitting there talking face to face with Tech Nine and looking over at the dinner table is most of the strange music label. And I look over and the reason why I'm talking to tech nine is I'm standing there watching my friend who happens to be a phenomenal cook and he's making spaghetti. And my friend who is my guest tonight, not only is he a phenomenal cook, he's a phenomenal musician and he's a phenomenal director. And his name is Steve Shippy, AKA Prozac. And even though he and I come from two very different worlds, we somehow managed to become friends. And I had no business being at the Gathering of the Juggalos. I'm not a Juggalo. And I wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for him. But I'm very grateful that he brought me along. Because it was an experience. It was very eye-opening to just different things that are going on in the world. And over time, he and I became really good friends. I've known him now for about 15 years. And we have worked on several projects together. We'll get into that here. It's... Uh, uh, movie series that we did of ghost hunting. And in fact, we pick up right with that. It's just very interesting to see that someone like him accepted someone like me as a friend of theirs. Because here he is, a guy who has fans all over the world. He has, you know, record labels that, that, that he's worked with. And here he is hanging out with some fat middle-aged white guy from Saginaw, Michigan. So it was, it's an honor to know the guy. He's one of my best friends, and it's just been a very interesting ride over the years, and the ride is not done. So anyway, here is my talk with uh, one of my best friends, Steve Chippy. So here we go. go to that platform you can just have them in the studio performing that song with you almost like some ed sullivan shit you know what i mean <laughs> that would be great and then do it up with a, all mc hammer type clothes and shit totally i would love that i would love that but uh <laughs> oh man so what what are you what are you doing right now right now i'm in my office staring at my computer and wanting to put my head through the screen because I'm sick of editing. Gotcha. That's uh, so. Uh, how far? How far are you into editing right now? Um, not far enough. It's uh, you know, there's literally several hundred hours of investigation footage on here to go through and and sift through and analyze and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be an ongoing process throughout the summer. That's for sure. That's yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've sat there with you and I know that's definitely a, uh, 
a pretty grueling, you know, thing that goes on with uh, having to trim, yeah, 100 hours worth of timeline down to a cohesive hour and a half. Right, and then trying to go through everything. No matter what, you never really can go through every little piece of audio and video. It's just, oh, God, you know, no. you got to do the best you can. Absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, Well, and that's how many times have people, like, approached us afterwards saying, hey, we caught this thing, and it's like, wow, yeah, we didn't even notice that, you know, where something would happen or, or uh, uh, you've got um, – uh, the one guy, I can't think of his name, who he ran ran a lot of the footage through different um, – he, didn't you say he developed like a technology or something like that? Yeah, he calls it Iroquois technology. Basically, he runs, he runs video through um, thousands of different filters, and then he kind of has one of these coined uh, systems as dynamic filtration. And that basically, I don't know the science behind it, and I don't, you know, even pretend to know that kind of crazy physicist stuff, but <laughs> basically it analyzes video for nuanced particles and clusters of particles uh, to identify that there is something there, and then they run it through uh, thousands of different filters until they, you know, something produces an image in those spots. But what's really interesting, though, is when you look at the raw video where his technology hits, you do kind of see that there is a weird anomaly there even in the raw footage yeah well uh i remember uh because i uh you know for those listening i I was in the first eight of them and then this last one this number nine he actually shows up in it and i remember watching the movie on amazon and just being like wow yeah he caught like it in the in the funeral parlor of the old house it it looked like a little girl yeah you know yeah no he's he's caught a lot of really different things a lot of interesting things i think to me what's the most compelling is that you do see it in the raw footage, even with the naked eye, you see something. But then when he shows you the series of filters that he's running through and how it comes to life and the different formats or whatever, it's pretty interesting stuff. You know, I feel like he's probably spent a long time developing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and I, and I do know what you mean, how you, you see it almost like a, like a, a a smoke or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's a defined figure when he runs it through that filter. It's uh right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's pretty wild. I think he's running it, running it through every filter basically that's out there, you know, and it makes sense. I mean, even on a simple level, like I'm talking just, you know, let's get real simple, right? If you take a picture, you upload it to Instagram and you're playing with the filters, there's a little thing on there called structure. And if you crank that thing, um, there's stuff that'll pop out of the background in a picture that you never even saw. True. You know, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I have seen that where, yeah, it, yeah it's almost... Especially a dim picture or a picture that's kind of taken in the dark. You crank that thing and all of a sudden you're seeing literally objects in the background that you couldn't see before. In fact, I was looking at one the other day playing with a picture I was posting and it's kind of dark. And when I cranked that thing, all of a sudden you could see a fire extinguisher and other things in the background that you could not see in the regular photo. So it's... It's crazy how much data is actually in a picture or a clip of video if you know how to, you know, to, to examine it and put it through different, you know, filters, filters programs, and whatever. Totally. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, it's like uh, you figure, well, the th- one thing like those, those, there's those new Sony cameras that you can like shoot in really low light and then they can crank it way up. It's almost like a, you know, how a cat's eye works. The cats can see in, you know, different frequencies of light and thing like that. So maybe it's a case of, with the naked eye or with the cameras essentially quote unquote naked eye, we're not seeing it, but it's, you know, the, the camera technology is picking it up. So yeah. And then it just can filter that out. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, he's, he's got an interesting niche. That's for sure. I don't really know of anybody else out there doing that. Yeah. That's, I've never heard of anything like that. You don't see it on any of the shows or anything like that, that I'm aware of at least. But, uh, so that brings up an interesting question then. So what got you, what got you wanting to do, uh, ghost hunting? Well, um, I guess you could say a lot of different things. I grew up in a house, you know, that, that was haunted when I was a kid. Um, you know, that basically started that, that voyage. Um, and just, I've always been just kind of gravitated toward it. I mean, even little simple things. I remember, uh, you remember those little books called Reader's Digest? Do you remember that shit? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, back in the day, I remember reading one as a kid that, had this story about putting a uh, tape recorder in a graveyard and uh, coming back the next day or or hours later, picking it up and then listening to the tape to hear if there's voices caught on, uh, caught on the audio. And to me, that was mind blowing because, you know, you're reading this in like a publication. So, you know, as a kid, I'm sitting there reading this, like, well, this must be true because how else could it be printed? Right. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. um, 
But the crazy thing, though, is, you know, trying it and, you know, listening to it. And then, you know, of course, at first, you know, every little sound or every little noise you think certainly is this or certainly is that. But then you find that one gem totally. that's without a doubt a voice, you know what I mean, that that you can't really disprove or whatever. And so once I kind of caught things like that, that pretty much blew my mind. And then, of course, it kind of became a, I don't want to say an obsession, but then at that point, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, what else can I find? What else can I catch? Uh, who, what, why? Um, and, and, you know, it's like a, an entire, you know, paradox of mystery. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a gateway to the other side. You know, it's, it's almost like you're looking through the peephole of that gateway, you know, that door. Yeah. And that's, that's – I remember a similar kind of thing happened to me unintentionally. I had uh, – um, my, my grandparents, one of them – if, I don't know if they necessarily died in the house, but they basically were dying in the house. And I think they—I think my grandfather might have died in the house. Uh, but anyway, my, we bought the house, and they had this little—and this is going to sound ridiculous—but they had this poodle. And but there was a period where I kept having a lot of like weird noises happening and st- walking across the ceiling when I'd be downstairs, you know, or this cat that would. Uh, uh, jump up my cat would jump up on the couch next to me while I would watch TV and there'd be a few times where it would feel like the cat jumped up on the couch next to me and there was nothing there and it was kind of like you know and this this again was you know years before you and I were working on any of this stuff t- together and uh, but there was one time in particular that yeah. s- sticks out in my head I was recording video of a different cat and there was this like li- you know how little yipey dogs sound you know you can there's no mistaking when it's a little dog or a big dog and I didn't hear the dog when I was recording the video. When I played it back, I heard barking like it was in the room, clear as day. And, you know, and it's like people think of ghosts being humans, and it's like I think animals can get stuck too. You know, I mean, it's it's it was it was clear as day, as if the dog was in the room with me. And I remember opening the window, seeing if I could hear dogs barking in the neighborhood. Nothing, and it didn't. Besides, it would sound different if that was if it was outside. It was right in the room with me. So, you know, when you're doing that thing in the in the graveyard. And you're hearing, like you said, that gem, it's going to stick out at you. You know, the little clicks and the hisses and all those kinds of things and all that. Yeah, you know, those might be things, those might not be. But you hear that one voice, you hear that one, you know, EVP. And it's, and it will, and you're right, it starts an obsession. Then you start wondering, well, what else can I catch? Yeah, you know, it's funny you're talking about the animals. Um, Seems like, I don't know, like the last, maybe the last year I've been hearing, I've never experienced that, but I've been hearing from people that, you know, that I'm working with or I'm investigating their property or interviewing or whatever. And this is oddly kind of becoming a thing that keeps popping up to me. In fact, I was looking at a location the other day, spent a lot of time with these people. And, and, uh, you know, there's uh, a couple of deaths that took place on this, in this property, a suicide, uh, a heart attack, uh, a couple of other tragedies. And then oddly enough, everybody that will say works at this location all claim to hear a dog barking uh, on the property. And it's just really bizarre because, you know, I mean, you just don't really think of a, a dog or a cat when you're thinking of uh, paranormal afterlife. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, I mean, they they have a soul. You know, some people would think they don't, but I, I personally think animals have, you know, a lesser evolved soul, but still a soul nonetheless. How could, you know, who's to say that couldn't get trapped behind you know, waiting energy. for its energy. Exactly. It's, it's master coming back, something like that, you know? And so it's right. like, well, if, if people believe, you know, in residual hauntings, mm-hmm. well, that to me, that's, it would be exactly one and the same. That, that makes now, sense. Now, if you have an intelligent pet haunting, that's, <laughs> that would be pretty spectacular. You know, if you can uh, walk around a location and, and call, uh, call for, uh, you know, Bingo or whatever its name is. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, you Bingo. start hearing little feet prints coming, you know, little footsteps coming up to you, and you know that would be pretty insane. So. Yeah, totally. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what. The the one thing that with that poodle that I heard, uh, his his name was Pierre, you know, because he's French poodle. Um, and uh, but it is was this a, a true story this right is, now? I swear to God, this is true. I'm not making this up. This the happened. Ghost of Pierre. I want to hear more. <laughs> so it was my cat, and I'm thinking, okay, well, it's a dog. <laughs> And it's a cat that I'm video- shooting video of, and it just starts barking. And I'm like, I'm wondering if it wasn't an intelligent haunting from Pierre, my grandparents' little gray poodle. Did Pierre like you or not like you? Pierre, I think Pierre didn't even know who I was because my grandparents died. And, and and honestly, that's part of the reason why I've been fascinated with death is I've had death from very little. You know, my first grandparents, all my grandparents and my and my dad were gone by the time I was 13. 
So, but I didn't really know, I didn't really know my, 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 uh, this would be my mom's parents. I didn't really know them that well. I mean, they knew me, they knew of me. Um, I'd met the dog a few times, but whether it liked me or not, I don't know, but it could have been barking at me. Who knows? But I ran that camera a whole bunch of other times without the cat, and I never caught the dog barking. So, you know, it, it, it could have been coincidence. It could have been residual. Most likely it was residual. But I do That's say – That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, it, but, but I will say this. It, it was clear as day. I remember rewinding it like ten times being like, holy shit, how did this even happen? And, and you know, opening the door – Opening the window to the, you know, to, I lived in my mom's basement, so yeah, I was one of those. But I was a kid at the time, so it's not so bad. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, opening the window and hearing no dogs barking in the neighborhood. So the only thing I could think of is somehow I caught some, you know, some, like you said, residual, you know. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. <laughs> is that that's, a movie? Yes. That's a, that's a uh, oh, what is his name? Oh, God. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, yes. Yeah. I don't even know how I know that. How do you, but I know, you that. know that? But I do remember once you said Ghost Dog, I'm like, holy shit, that's a movie. That's we should, awesome. We should make Ghost Dog this with this. <laughs> with Pierre. Ghost Dog. Tonight on a brand new episode of Ghost Dog. Pierre was beloved by his owners, but Pierre had a tragic end. <laughs> Pierre's got like beef with somebody in the family that used to like you know kick him around or something. Pierre like killed him. Dude, there's such a funny story about that dog. So this Cut, dog cuts to interviewing interviewing the mailman. You know what I'm saying? Like, the <laughs> still is attacked by the ghost of Pierre. But he's got he's got like the face covered up and the boys doing this. <laughs> Every time I would deliver the mail to the house. Oh God, no! That that little dog though, that thing was a trooper. It lived to like twenty years old or something crazy. And I remember, I remember my aunt took the dog over to her house because my aunt, I've got this aunt that's like an animal hoarder, and they would let they would keep animals alive till they were you know damn near a zombie. And uh, this dog, <laughs> they had a kitchen, and and the stairs went down to the basement. And I remember we were hearing like, and it was one of those little dogs that they like painted its toenails. It was just weird. And uh, this is, this story is getting really fucking out of hand. <laughs> All I know is we heard we heard like. Are you are you still talking about Pierre? I'm or talking about Pierre. No, I'm talking about Pierre. Yeah, well, I, that's probably why it's haunting somewhere. You, it, it was like kept alive till 25 years old. <laughs> People were painting its toenails and shit. <laughs> no shit. You know, I mean no that's, that's that's grounds for uh, for not resting in peace at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you might have a you might be onto something here, so who knows? That's uh holy shit, that's oh yeah, that, that little dog though, that was he was he was something else, man. He looked he looked he looked like a zombie by the time he died. He was rough looking, but yeah, he fell down the stairs and he was missing half his teeth and we just looked down the stairs and he's like on his back. You know how little dogs are like hunchbacks will like sit on their back like a turtle? And yeah. he was like he was just on his back, didn't even phase him. He was he was a yeah, he was a trooper, man. But uh, no, that uh, it's interesting though that uh, that you know you've 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 been interested in it in a while. I've been interested in it in a while. Um, I always was fascinated by the concept of death. You know, the the finality of death, and uh, that, that's you know with whether it was pets or or relatives or whatever. But uh, I don't know why, but for some reason I I am recalling. Our conversation. Well, hell, not even that. You remember our first uh, experience with with paranormal stuff together? It wasn't even with the hauntings. No, I was shooting a music video. Yeah, that's that's. I love how you tell the story. Tell tell this story about how uh, the kind of shit we found the night that that happened. That was amazing. We still have it on video. Well, the whole night was weird. I mean, like every little aspect of it was weird. I remember. We got there to start shooting, and all of a sudden, there's a blackbird flying around the house. <laughs> I remember that. Which was pretty weird. You know, we're all ducking and diving, thinking it's a rabbit bat, and then we find out it's a blackbird. And then we're like, okay, well, how do we get this thing out of here? And then I'm like, okay, well, let's just go with it. Let it just uh, make cameos in the video if it chooses. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I remember that whole thing. And then as we're trying to get lights and stuff set up and, and waiting for... Uh, 
Mikey Clark to get there, all of a sudden we start hearing knocks and little weird sounds, faint sounds. People in the crew start getting scared. Um, your contact with the house starts telling us about a whole family that dies in there from uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. So it's like, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And I'm just kind of like, okay, well, what's really going on at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what. Well, continue. Well, then I remember you and I went, we left to go get something to drink or whatever it was or supplies. And we're, we're driving back to the, the way I remember it, we're driving back to the location. We're pulling up in the driveway and we see this black figure go across the, the bay window in the front of the house. Totally. And then we're like, you know, we're trying to figure out who it was because it looked too tall and too big to be most of the people that, you know, that we knew were there. And then as we walk in, we start yelling out for everybody and then they're all upstairs. So we go up there, <laughs> everyone, everyone's accounted for. So then it gets pretty bizarre at that point because, you know, you and I both know what we saw. Oh yeah. And, um, and because the, the living room had lights on and, you know, we could clearly see the figure go right by. I mean, it wasn't like looking into a dark window and thinking you saw something. It was, you know, blocking the light as it went past. And, um, so then I remember we tried to continue at that point in the, in the house of whores there. And, um, <laughs> we get maybe 15 minutes into setting up everything. And the next thing you know, we start hearing what sounded like, I don't know, dozens of dishes smashing, glasses breaking, um, stomping, uh, utter chaos, and everyone's, like, freaking the hell out. We're just standing there like, okay, now what do we do? Do we, you know, do we go downstairs and, and uh, you know, and, and see intruders? I mean, is, is it paranormal? What is it? Well, yeah, because the and, neighborhood uh, we were in was not that great of a neighborhood either. No, I was prepared, but, oh, yeah. you know, like, but... So, you know, I didn't know what I was getting into. And then I remember every time I would start to go to the staircase to come down, it would start smashing more and more stuff. Totally. totally. And uh, we were just kind of basically, you know, playing chicken with this thing. And every time we'd go down a couple of steps, it would create more chaos. And, and Do you remember um, the piano when it played the piano? Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, the piano. <laughs> the piano starts going boom, boom, boom. All this. It, it's insane. I yeah. mean, literally, like, it's... Uh, you know, to this day, I, I really can't help but wonder, like, did people break into the house while we were there and were playing some kind of weird joke on us? But all I can say about that, well, I'll say a couple of things about that. Number one, that would be a pretty gutsy move to do. Totally. Because you don't know who you're encountering or... You got it. Or what, you know, or, or what the situation may be. But to me, and I'm sure obviously this, you know, rings in your mind, is when we finally go down there... There is absolutely nothing that explains the sounds. Yeah, there was, and there were, and and then we checked. I remember we checked the next day. There was no signs of fourth century, and the dishes. This is the thing that blew me away. Was the next day there were no dishes. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. There's, yeah, I mean, there, how, how would you explain? I mean, yeah, sure, the piano, the piano, the was piano there. Yeah, be, I mean, yeah. But how would you explain the sound of uh, dozens and dozens of dishes and glasses and and stuff breaking and smashing and falling over? But yet nothing is out of place. Nothing was out of place. And that, well, and remember, I do also remember when we went outside and we were all like, holy shit, that that just happened. Then we started hearing that pipe smacking in the basement. Right. Like something yeah, hitting so, I mean, the pipe. You know, to me, I guess, and I don't really know how else you would deem that, but paranormal because, I, I mean, what else would you say? I mean, if, you know, if we went down there and, and legitimately saw a bunch of broken things, I mean, I guess you could still ponder whether it's paranormal or not. Yeah, but then it could, but it could be human at that point. But in this case, there was nothing to break. Exactly, exactly. And it, well, and it almost makes me wonder if there wasn't some kind of like, you know, this one in particular. I've wondered if it isn't some kind of cross between a uh, residual and an active. In other words, like maybe we were hearing, you know, a, an argument that took place. Well, I don't know, man. Because to be honest with you. When we were pulling up and we saw that thing dart by as if it That's didn't true. want to be seen, and then the way that I remember it is every time we would say we're going to come down, it would go crazy. You're... As we, When we tried to go down a couple stairs, it would go crazy. So it was definitely like playing chicken with us or 
trying to scare or threaten us in some some manner. You're totally right. Yeah, only in conjunction with with those things. You're right. It, it, yeah, because and I remember, I remember, I can still hear these words because I've watched the video a couple times since you know since it's happened, and you were like. We're coming down, and we come in peace. <laughs> and it was like you led the way. You're like, okay, follow me, and we just go right downstairs. And it was yeah, it was it was insane. I really did. I thought you know we were either going to see some kind of uh, you know crazy entity or something, or yeah. we were going to literally see some some crazed like person that was wandering the streets that yeah. just decided that this is where he was going to go today. Totally, yeah, exactly. And then we were going to have to deal with like some guy on PCP or something. Right. I would have definitely pushed you down and ran at that point. <laughs> pushed me into him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, that that would that and that was it's funny because that was probably what about 3 years before we even started talking about hauntings. About, you know, shooting the hauntings. Yeah, about actually filming investigations, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's uh, you know, and then there was the uh the the table talk. Uh, you know, just where it's like, we're going to do this. Yep. That I, 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 that's another one of my favorite stories that you tell. You remember? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just the right time to do it. You know, it's like, you know, with, I don't know. I always believe that people would find our investigations, you know, interesting, I, you know, and, um, for years people would say, well, you guys should film that or, you know, whatever. And then, uh, I just remember finally saying, well, you know, we can keep talking about it or we'll just do it. Yeah, you know, and and that's what we did. And um, also, it's interesting too that when it when it finally got accomplished, the one, the first one that we actually filmed, I remember the the Temple Theater, the guy running it, who was actually a cool guy and was honestly just looking out for us. But when he uh, realized that we wanted to premiere it there, he thought we were insane because he wanted to remind us that it had two thousand seats, you know, over and over again. And then finally, we were like, yeah. You're right. That's that's not enough. We need two. We need two nights. We need four thousand seats. Of course. I love this story too. <laughs> and I remember the look on his face. You know, and, and he. I don't know. He probably gave us maybe twenty more warnings at that point. Uh, and uh, we we went ahead and said, you know, let's do it. And I remember the crazy thing is, is when I brought it to the local media, and uh, and you know, as far as like, uh, well, not just the local media, but as far as advertising, you know, cable, radio. And they were like, okay, great. You know, how many weeks do we have until the event? And I was like, uh, well, less than two. <laughs> and I remember they just kind of looked at me as if, you know, I was very insane for that. And I, then I started to doubt myself a little bit. Like, yeah, maybe this was a bad idea. And uh, so then I remember we start promoting it, start pushing it. You know, it's radio, cable. Dude, it was, yeah, it was a mega blitz of, of all kinds of media advertisement. Yeah, everything that I could possibly think of. And uh, I remember we were four days until the event and uh out of four thousand tickets we had sold three hundred and i think three hundred and two and that's when i realized an epic mistake had been made and i should have heeded the warnings of everybody around me yeah and uh so at that point you know it was it was it just you know it just was what it was and all the advertisement was paid for and everything was going to run its course and i just kind of you know accepted defeat on that and uh went about my way waiting to get through the week and then all of a sudden i got a frantic phone call from the theater <laughs> and uh the guy's like uh you know trying to tell me something he's like I, I gotta go there's people lined up two you know two blocks blah 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 you know and i'm like what is this guy talking about you know what i'm saying and and i thought he was joking and i was gonna be pissed you know if he was <laughs> and so i literally got in my car and i drove there and as i'm walking up the feet you know to the theater i'm passing this line of people trying to figure out what they're doing or whatever. And, uh, you know, at this point, they, none, none of those people knew who I was yet. Yeah. And so I just kind of sat in the box office and, and I'm listening to them and they're saying, you know, two tickets or six tickets, eight, four, whatever, haunting on Hamilton street. And I'm going, wait a minute, you know, are these people here for, for, for my film or like, is everybody here? You know? So, and they, and everybody keeps looking at me that works there with this look on their face, like, holy shit. And then I realized that's what's happening. And, uh, so I tried to talk to the guy and he was so busy, he couldn't talk. And then later on that night, I got a report that we had sold, I think 600 tickets. And then, uh, the last couple of days that, that number double, triple quadrupled and everything sold out C per C. Yeah. That's, and, and that has is, ever, and has ever since for 10 years. For 10 years. Exactly. And didn't, what, didn't he say something like that, that had, 
that was unprecedented. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, in fact, we uh, we put him on the spot and pulled out cameras and we're like, say it on camera, say it on camera. And he's like, <laughs> you know, and the whole thing was insane. If you remember, dude, the premiere itself, like, you know, nobody believed that it could do this. So the staff wasn't prepared. They no, didn't have not at all. nearly enough staff members. And I remember the, the, the manager of the place, the general manager, uh, he was technically he was the director of the theater. Came running up, his eyes crooked. He's got sweat all over his forehead, and he's like, and he's just looking at me. And I go, "Hey, man, you know it's packed. You know the show hasn't even started yet." I said, "How's it going?" And he's like, "Oh, good. No, it's fucking going great. We got people sitting in the aisles. We got people coming in all the doors. You know, uh, oh, it's just wonderful. You know what I mean?" And I just looked at him and I was like, "Yeah, isn't it great? I told you." And I just kind of walked away. You know? Was that? I can't remember. Was that the one that we got that nickname for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. What, what's the nickname? I love the nickname. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which nickname? Which nickname? I'm thinking of the one you call Pit Boss. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Oh, that, that, that was Pit actually Boss. that was John. <clears throat> oh, that was John. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so he was the manager. Pit Boss. He's a whole another character. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole another story right there. But but yeah, I mean, dude, John's. He, I've never seen this guy so disheveled in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like it literally, it, it was, it was comical. It looked like he'd been through a war. You know what I'm saying? And, and the movie hadn't even begun yet. <clears throat> and that's what's so great is it's like this is what these guys should want. They should want a packed house, and it happened to them, and they didn't know what to do because it never happened no, they before. Just, they just weren't prepared. You know, they didn't have the right staff, and then when they were scrambling at the last second to get enough staff, people were like, oh, why, you know, today's my day off or I wasn't scheduled, whatever. It's not like people are usually eager to jump right into that, that part-time gig, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they had no choice but to deal with it. And I thought it was great. Oh yeah. Well, it was, it was kind of a, it was a friendly, I told you so, you know, right. without doing that. And, and it wasn't, that wasn't necessarily a thing, but it was, it was a case of, you got what you wanted. It's not your fault that they didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. then, you know, that that was the start of it. And then everybody was like, oh, well, man, you know, could that have been a fluke? Will they come back? You know, all that stuff. And then the second year sold out faster and, and the rest, you know, and, and on with the continuation of that progression. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's something that I always found interesting was, was everybody – the first, how many movies did you go with in the movies even just referred to as Prozac? Uh, pro- well, the majority at this point, um, still the majority, I think. Yeah, that's true because people who come in as guests and uh, uh, investigators and that still refer to you as that. But it's fu- I remember when I found out that most of the haunting fans, well, not most of them, but a good, good number of them had no idea you even do music. No, and- I'd say it's fair, it's fair to say the majority, I would say. True, true. And so it's like, and they're just like, oh yeah, his Prozac. And they didn't even think anything of it. They didn't think of it as a stage name or anything like that. It was, I just thought it was, it was interesting, you know, how, how they have no, it's like two different worlds in your life that, that, you know, and you've got success in one and success in the other. It's just, it's, I've always found that interesting and fascinating. But you know uh, what I think is like, out of all those thousands of people that we're referring to, I just would love to know, like, what the hell were they thinking when they, you know, like, and I don't mean the fact that they should have known about my music, obviously, but just, you know, you'd have to be like, who the hell would name their kid that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like where, is, where is this guy from? You know what I mean? Like, did the people not know that, you know, and they're probably doing the math of my age and going, well, you know, I mean, that technically that would be before the drug was invented, but how, how bizarre you so know, maybe, poor bastard. Maybe it's Ukrainian for, you know, blessed or something. <laughs> right. I should come up with a whole story about, yes. you know, you know, I don't know. But, I, but I've always wondered, though, legitimately, like, what went through their minds, you know, when they were just kind of like, well, that must be his first name. I, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but exactly. It, it always struck me as interesting yeah. and kind of funny because, yeah, same kind of thing of, you know, did they think that was your name or what, you know, but, uh. It's just, it's, it's and you know what? Nobody ever asked me. That's, that's what always freaks me out is like, nobody ever asked me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're talking, you're talking like in 10 years, dude, you're talking like, well, I mean, just at the premieres alone, you're talking like 40,000 people. I mean, sure. Some of them are repeaters, but like, oh yeah, but- nobody, nobody would ask like, you know, like, you got all, you know, here, this guy's Steve and this guy's Josh and this guy's Tim and this guy's Kenny and this girl's Jamie and. This Here's Prozac. 
you know, but nobody ever asked me. Yeah, no, they, they, I've never seen it. I've never witnessed anybody even asking, and no one ever asked me. No, no one ever asked me what. So, what's the story with, with why is his name Prozac? Nothing like that. They just, like you said, they just took it as at face value. Dude, the first person that does, I'm just gonna totally blow their mind. You know, what I mean, I'm just gonna tell them some crazy ass story, and then I'm gonna like break down into tears, and I'm gonna like throw the autograph table against the wall, and you know, I should, I should pay somebody to like, just ask them. <laughs> we'll get it on video. You want to know? <laughs> oh God, that's great. But. uh... <laughs> Yeah, just come up and <laughs> break down in tears. No, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just fascinating to me. That's, uh, no, the, the, it's, yeah, it's one of those things I've, I've often wondered and I'm like, you know, and I, and I think I might've even meant to ask you, did anybody ever ask you? And I just forget. Cause I just assume, well, they just, you know, go with it. So. Right. But, uh, it doesn't matter what your name is. No, no. But, uh, so, okay, now I'm going to ask the, uh, the question that I've also want to know, and this is, I want to get your theory. So what do you think? And I know I'm switching gears here. Hell, one of my guests I asked, that was the first question I asked. What do you think happens when we die? Well, that's, you know, I don't even know that, that, that I could even answer that, but of course I'll definitely give you theories like to be real honest with you i don't i don't know i mean i don't uh i don't i'm not one of those people that you know i i think some people they have theories and then they marry themselves to those theories and, yeah. and they kind of stand you know but i don't know how the hell anybody could could really believe that they have it figured out now thank you, that, you know, exactly in my, no yeah in my opinion of course i i you know i very much believe that uh that it's not the end of a person totally. and uh and you know not to sound uh what's the word um you know talking pointish and say you know residual haunting and, and uh, intelligent haunting but you know but there those hallmarks those stereotypes if you want to call it of paranormal activity seems to definitely reign true i mean i know i've witnessed things that that, that have happened in front of me that I don't believe what I saw uh, had anything to do with me, nor could it interact with me, nor could I have interacted with it or changed the scenario of what happened. And I've also had the opposite happen. Now, so, of course, then there's theories about that, you know, and it depends on who you ask. I mean, if it's Absolutely. people that are strong in the Christian faith, they're going to tell you that anything that takes place, of, you know, in this realm is all to be inhuman, which, you know, basically means... Uh, evil or something that has never lived on the earth and that communicating with these things uh, is not a good idea. And then there's people that believe that, uh, you know, that spirits for whatever reason uh, can be trapped here on earth, whether it be unfinished business, um, not willing to go into the light, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Many different theories. And then, you know, and then of course there are some people that just believe in energy period, you know, that souls are energy. People are energy then they kind of go into the, um, you know, the the long explanation of it can't be uh, created nor destroyed, so it must go somewhere. But I think if you kind of melt all of that into a pot of paranormal, I think all of it is true to some degree. There's they're, they're all pieces of a puzzle that none of us are remotely able to understand. Yeah, and, you know? and that's absolutely. I I completely agree. It's it's. I I definitely don't think when you're dead it's over, you know. And again, from the whole energy standpoint and everything, but just like you said, we've we have seen too much crazy stuff to say okay, th- you know, there's something beyond this realm of 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 reality, you know. Right. And, well, but and here's the other thing too. Like when when you you know like look at the the title of your podcast when you're when you're using that word death, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's a word that it's a word that obviously obviously all of us know and many of us fear and you know it's the great unknown but then you also have to look at the word birth um and you know so here's the here's the real question and you know maybe i sound insane for saying this but you know is death the the finality of of human life or is it just part of the evolution process i mean 
if, uh, if, if you take a, a child that's in the womb and, um, when it's, when it's born, how traumatic is that? Uh, everything changes basically how it, you know, how it functions, how it survives in the womb. True, and then yeah. when it's born, you know, so how do we know that death isn't just another step of the continuation of whatever we are or whatever it is? That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Because up until the baby's born, its whole existence, its whole life has been in the womb. Right. So in a Absolutely. sense, yeah, birth is like, birth is a death to that existence. Right. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. That's, that's, yeah, I, I really, I dig that concept because it's, uh, yeah, and so for all we know, death is just a metamorphosis of the spirit. You know, uh, uh, to use a, an analogy I've heard, <clears throat> we're like a caterpillar, and when you die, you become the butterfly. You know, death is like right. a cocoon or whatever. Yeah, maybe this is just part of the part of the process you know you have to you have to live on earth to because i mean if you want to if you want to look at it and say okay well what is a soul what is what is a spirit me personally i would i would have to think especially from what i've seen and and witnessed and you know what what history kind of tells us in the field that um a ghost or a spirit retains the knowledge that it had while it was living because obviously you know these things are able to interact with you answer questions True. Uh, open doors, so on and so forth. So maybe the maybe life itself, mortal life, is is that's your time of you know gathering knowledge, gathering information. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just you know kind of part of the part of the evolution of it. I mean, again, that's just a theory. I don't. Yeah, well, nobody course. will. Nobody will have the answers until you're on the other side of the veil. Really. Exactly. That's I, I say it's kind of like nature's biggest joke. It's like you don't get the punchline until you're dead. Right. You know, you don't know. No one, <clears throat> you know, any of the religions, any of the faiths and things like that, some people think they've got it, and some people completely truly believe that, and that's fine. But no one can be 100% certain until they're dead. And by that point, you know, they got the answers. And, you know, if they're either, they're either trapped here or something because they have, like we said, unfinished business or something like that, or they've gone, hey, fuck this, I'm out of here, and they go to wherever else is next. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and here's the thing. Maybe it's not the same for everybody. And that's absolutely – one of my previous guests had said that. They're like, death Death could be different for everybody's experience. You know, And that's one thing where, you know, well, some hey, people – I mean, life let's, – let's, let's talk about life. I mean, life is different for everybody. That's a very good point. We didn't you know, touch I mean, on it's, that, it's, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, people's life, uh, I think life largely, well, how about this? I don't think I know that life is largely perception. So totally. how, you re- how you react to things, um, how you spend your time, how you focus, um, you know, I could go on forever, but, you know, how you, how you conduct your life and, and how you operate your time and, and what you're doing will differ you from other people and obviously when you look at you know uh the hundreds of millions of the billions of people on the planet you know it's life is different for everybody sure there's a lot of people that have similarities and uh you know same ideals thoughts motivations work ethic True. but at the same time you know so maybe it's something like that as well that you know when you get to that other side if you want to call it the other side uh, or maybe it's just existing you know, in plain sight that we don't see or hear. Absolutely. It um, could be another another dimension or something like that. Yeah, I mean, why why couldn't it be? I mean, totally. we, you know, obviously we know that there's several levels to this that uh, that scientists know exist. And even, you know, the, the most intelligent people in the world with the most cutting-edge knowledge of this, knowledge of it, they, they still don't know. And they know that. We don't know. We don't know shit. We don't know Basically, shit. That's exactly I mean, we, it. Right. I mean, it's funny because the most intelligent people in so many fields at the end of the day will tell you that, you know, they'll blow your mind with knowledge that, you know, they, and, and, you know, and it is fascinating, but then at the end of the day, they always kind of say something like, but you know, in the long, in, in the, in the long scheme of things, uh, we don't know shit. Yeah. That, that's know? exactly it. We don't know enough to know what we don't know. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And who knows, you know, how far, mankind is from even acquiring that information or even being able to understand that. I mean, for all we know, we're not even tadpoles in this world yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, that, well, and that's, 
yeah, we, we could be so far down on the evolutionary chain, but we're egotistical enough to think that we're the, the pinnacle of evolution. And for all we know, like you said, we're a tadpole. Our whole existence and our whole evolution on the grand scheme of things is just one blip on a series of 100 steps. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah that's that's actually that's a very cool concept, yeah. That's uh Yeah, so it it's so it's so hard to you know to really have an opinion about, you know, okay, well what is your belief? I mean, definitely I I do believe that uh that people continue on. I I don't even know how to even explain in what fashion that is, Absolutely. but I think there's enough documentation and experiences to prove that you know, there are things out there that we certainly can't explain and it's uh and i know that obviously and but but what are these things nobody knows nobody knows for certain and you know and even when you're talking to a spirit or you're you're attempting to communicate or or you get a voice or or knocks back in conjunction with what you're asking it to do even when you think you have answers like you know you talk to all these people in fact this this last case you know it happens more often than not you know they start telling you, well, I was playing a Ouija board or I was trying to communicate in this totally. fashion. And it was telling me that its name was this and that it was male, female, that, uh, that it was this old and, and all the, you know, but how do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's something that's moving, you know, moving the board, it could be, yeah, you're right. Who knows? Who knows who you're talking to? Right. Yeah. So there, you know, even though sometimes things fit together so beautifully in a, in a package and, and a person says, well, you know, this is uh, grandma Sue's house and she died here and I smell her perfume and I, I catch glimpses of her and I know that she's there. Maybe she's not, maybe something else is there. You know, it's, yeah. and it's interesting, you know, when you, when you talk to uh, people of faith and, and, and you, you, you hear their opinions that, that, that it's not possible, you know, to some religious sex. That, Absolutely. You know, that it, yeah. yeah. So that, then at that point, who are you talking to and are is somebody trying to to trick you basically into um to, you know continued communication for some reason or some ultimate goal or or whatever the case may be is it's i guess at the end of the day it's good to kind of really keep your your mind open to all the possibilities oh yeah you know yeah just when you think you have it figured out i think is number one where you quit learning and uh, no you know? and that's exactly it that's absolutely right and honestly i think as a as a species, I think we're on the verge of having some kind of like an industrial revolution, but in terms of a metaphysical level. You know what I mean? Where all of a sudden we're going to learn something about our existence that's going to blow everybody's minds. At least the people who are willing to accept it. You know, right? And that's uh, but yeah, with with the whole smelling perfume and things like that, maybe it is something trying to play a trick, and as if they wouldn't have known what the perfume smelled like, or that you wouldn't recognize that perfume, or whatever. So yeah, hey, I mean, I'm it, not saying it's aliens, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but you know what? That's honestly that's something I was talking with somebody about today about you know humanity in general. Is people sit there and think you know there's seven billion people, and there's been I think it's like almost the same amount of people have ever lived in existence. So let's say fourteen, fifteen billion people, you know, and that's there's so many, so many people and so much you know, and it's like, but to sit there and downplay hum, you know, each individual person in reality in terms of in terms of our existence and in terms of the vastness of space and how empty space is and how many planets that we've, you know, granted, we've only seen, really been able to investigate even minutely nine planets that are around, well, eight if you don't count Pluto anymore, but the, the planets that are in our solar system and, and neighboring ones. What the hell happened little... to Pluto? <laughs> it died. Damn it. Yeah. No, but they, they downgraded it from a, it was a planet. And then I, I, I heard an interesting fact that it takes Pluto something like 260 years or something like that to circle the sun and it didn't even get a quarter of the way through from the time it became deemed a planet to where it got downgraded to a, to a mini planet or whatever they like call it but uh but the fact of the matter is is that that uh you know with so much vastness of space the fact that every every person I think is special they may not act that way sometimes but there, it's such a rare commodity to have life, and for it to just be snuffed out when it's done, I don't think that's possible. You know? Yeah, no, I don't think it's possible either. I really don't. You know, and, and uh, you know, again, it's just I think you got to look at you got to look at experiences, and you got to also look at the weird hive mind of people too. That uh, 
you know, I mean, look at how many weird things that we don't understand that, you know, to me, I don't know. I mean, I, I think certain things are paranormal and, and oh, yeah. that, you know, that don't, that don't have to be, um, you know, a ghost or a, an apparition or something of that nature, but even just, you know, basic human phenomenon. I mean, it's like that age old thing that, you know, that you remember your parents saying like, Oh, that's so weird. Remember we were just talking about Johnny the other day and then he calls. Yeah, totally. You know? Th- those kinds I of... mean, that, that stuff has been going on since like, you know, as far as anybody can remember, you know, you talk about an old friend or, or you think about somebody or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 years go by, uh, since you haven't talked to him, but you know, that day you thought of them and then boom, they call you out of the clear blue. Exactly. Um, I think there's a connection. Like, What did you call yeah, it? Totally. A, a hive kind of thing? Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like the hive mind of people. You Absolutely. Know, it's like we're connected somehow, you know, on some frequency or, or something. And I, and, uh, I think, you know, a lot of times we're not even aware of it, but we're, we're reacting to that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in fact, now that you mention it, once you said consciousness, I have heard of a thing referred to as collective consciousness, which would be a hive mind. So, like, right now we're talking about, was it Pierre? Pierre, yes. Please tell me something. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. So tonight, you know, while you're sleeping and all of a sudden you start getting attacked by a pissed off dog with painted toenails and missing teeth and a hunchback. You know, it's because you basically conjured Pierre by talking about him. <laughs> Not that I want that to happen. I'm just—I just have that visual, dude. That—that that is, I—I I, I want an artist to paint me a painting of Pierre, and I would put that on my fireplace straight up. Because that dog sounded like a hero. It sounded like he went through way too much that he did not need to go through. He totally did, man. I mean, he literally... The untold story of Pierre, you know, just lost in the wisps of a Michigan night and unknown to the masses. It's He would be like a... If he was alive today, he'd be like an angry cat or one of those kinds of... You know, one of those... uh Like, one of those animals that they basically take their affliction and then, like, monetize it. <laughs> YouTube sensation. Yes. <laughs> oh boy well i guess we could wrap it up on that note <laughs> anyway man i'm glad you were able to uh i know you've got a crazy crazy busy schedule um i only ha- had a taste of it this year so but uh definitely um definitely uh i appreciate you calling and uh you know taking the time out to chat but uh I, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the premiere and, uh, I definitely, I've seen parts of this movie and I got to tell the, the, the viewers who, uh, you know, it, watch for the Haunted Saginaw and, uh, you could catch them on YouTube and it's, this one's definitely pretty wild. So, but, uh, any last words you'd like to tell people? Pierre. <laughs> Dude, I can't get Pierre out of my mind. I mean, it's been circling my thoughts the whole time we've been talking. I'm just... Have this mental picture of this like crazed dog with painted nails, almost like you know. I'm hearing the the soundtrack of uh, Silence of the Lambs going. Dude, I'm telling you, if I can find a picture, I'm going to email it to you out of the blue. Dude, you, you know what? I, I would I would beg you not to because nothing would compare to the mental picture that I have. You know, you know what you doing that, that would be like, you know, like when you're like as a kid, you know, you watch all these shows and there's always that voiceover guy that's like, it was an October night. And then you, and then you look him up one day, like, who's the guy that does that voiceover? And you're like, this sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just ruined forever. So please don't ruin Pierre for me. I won't. <laughs> I'm getting a tattoo of my interpretation of Pierre. <laughs> Pierre. <laughs> And it's all going to stem from this. I love it. If you do that. Oh, my God. If you got just a dude, little tiny tattoo of Pierre, that would be incredible. Dude, that would be more than incredible. <laughs> do we? Where is Pierre buried? Do we know that? You know what? I don't know. I mean, I know my grandparents are buried in that, uh, that cemetery on, uh, what is it, out on... Crash it? No, no, no. They're way down, like in, at, like... Almost heading to Bridgeport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, what are you trying to say? You think Pierre is out there? Uh, maybe. Maybe we should... Uh, he, they might have buried him with them. I don't know. I have no idea. That's creepy. I don't know if they that can. Just, you're, you're, you're just taking this story to I'm another t- level. 
I, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't even know what's next. You're like, oh yeah, Peary's buried with my grandparents. He's buried uh, at their feet. Yeah, in fact, uh, they spread his ashes over. <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts to me in the middle of the night with a shovel. I'm just digging around people's backyards. <laughs> like look for, for Jimmy Hoffa, but it's Pierre. <laughs> Find Jimmy Hoffa and be like, God damn it, I'm looking for you. Don't even care. Just shovel the dirt back over him. Keep going. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Well, I guess now on that note. <laughs> Dude, how I've done is laughter in his thing. <laughs> well, that's because you, you've been plotting for years to just... <laughs> fucking unveiled this Pierre story on me. I mean, that's probably why you're laughing. You're, you know what I mean? Like, my God, of all the things I've ever, all the conversations I've had with you, you've held this in for like over a decade. How have I to, held this one in? No shit. How did Pierre? Way more than come a up? decade. Yeah, 15, sixteen years, seventeen years. And now yeah, all of a totally. Pierre's just alive and well in your mind. Yes, it just came. well. You know me with my memory, man. It, it's been locked in a chamber for. Who's, in, for a who's in the studio with you right now? Just me. I was going to say, if anyone's with you right now, they're probably just listening to this shit, too. They're probably affected by it. They're probably, if, if Chris was in there right now, he'd be on his phone just, like, looking up counseling and shit, you know, on his iPhone. <laughs> I think I would be. I mean. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to do a drawing of Pierre. I'm going to put that on my dude, Facebook. Dude, please. <laughs> I'm going to do a, a cartoon of Pierre. He's gonna become my yeah. mascot, <laughs> if, dude. If you if you do that when the when the doors open at the premiere for the hour before the film starts, we'll just put that on the screen, <laughs> and we'll just we'll 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 put like the, those awful transitions on it, and you know what I'm saying? So it like kaleidoscopes, and then, you know what I mean? And we'll just. Just let people trip out to Pierre. Oh, my God. Like those iMovie, those simple, like the basic, basic transitions. That would be great. Totally. Just just let it go, whatever the default is. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be amazing. Get some special effects people to create, like, a costume for, of Pierre, and then that takes two people to wear it and have them run down the aisles in the middle of the, in the film. Dude, yes, Pierre becomes Haunted Saginaw's unofficial mascot. He just dives on people during the, you know I mean, popcorn flying screams. <laughs> right during a tense moment. Oh, Absolutely. God. Dude, my throat hurts. So, oh, boy. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I want to keep talking about Pierre. <laughs> I'm not going to quit thinking about Pierre. I can tell you that much, <laughs> dude. It's it's when you think about it, it's insane. Like picture this twenty-five-year-old dog with like <laughs> no teeth. It's been thrown downstairs. Its back is broke. It's got painted nails. It's being kept alive by thrown you know people downstairs. that think it's doing it in a favor. The dog probably tried to kill itself. How do you know it didn't throw itself down the fucking stairs? <laughs> no it's shit. A thought. No shit. And it, it was, was probably like trying. It was probably trying to end it. It was probably like just you know, I regret nothing. And then it just lived, <laughs> you know, and got painted up more. And they and you know if they painted its toenails, you don't think they did shit to its fur and its hair. And they probably oh, like groomed it all weird and put bows on it. Or it something. did have. I, I remember it did have a bow. I'm almost positive it had a bow at one time. Come stop it! I'm not kidding you. <laughs> when it was younger. Oh, God, I wish I could find that photo. My mom had a photo with my grandparents, and they had the little dog. It was... Oh, All right, here's something, we haven't, here's something we haven't thought of. How do we know there's not literally offspring of Pierre? No shit. There Just could think be about great, that one. great grandchildren of Pierre out there somewhere wanting revenge. Right, well, shit, not even. If it lived fucking 25 years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it's true. Probably, it's probably just its kid. Yeah, at this point... Damn. Deep thoughts. You should do a podcast about Pierre. <laughs> Pondering Pierre. Or at least from now on, just start addressing every one of your guests and just tell them this story before you even start. So it just totally like fucks up their mind the whole time. You know? 
just find a way to find a way to sneak it in, you know, just be like, yeah. So, uh, you know, thanks for being on the show. And, you know, before we get it, you know, I, I once, uh, my grandparents had a dog and then just go into the story about Pierre and go into explicit detail about the painted nails, the suicide attempt, um, <laughs> You know, the whole thing that you believe it's buried at your grandparents' feet and then be like, but anyway, so uh, what's your thoughts on the afterlife? <laughs> and they're just like, just, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure you make sure you have production insurance before you do that because someone's going to lose their shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> just saying. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm I, I'm going to I'm going to come up with some kind of thing for Pierre, and I'm going to just send it to you. And it's yeah, gonna be well, all... we need that. Yes, yes. I think I might have a picture of Pierre now that I think about it. I think there's a picture that my brother gave me, it, but this was one. This was bef- before Pierre became a zombie. This was when he was like still fairly young, so it's not. The no, same. I'll, I'll see the real Pierre in that picture. Yes, totally. If I can find that photo, I'm sending it to you. But <laughs> let's do a, let's do a documentary. That's one thing we can do. <laughs> a documentary about Pierre. Yes. <sighs> interview all my uncles. They're all in their eighties now. <laughs> everybody, just just interview everybody we can. Collect all the information that we can. Try to find the EVP of Pierre barking. Get <laughs> reenactments of the suicide attempts. You know, somebody will dress up in the costume and throw themselves down the stairs. What was what was great though is you got me wondering if it wasn't a suicide attempt because he was when he fell down we all heard him fall and then we looked down the stairs and he's just sitting there and he's like licking his lips just looking at us like yeah yeah because he was pissed he, he was, was like, probably God, pissed damn it. I bet you're right he looks up and sees you guys he knows he's gonna get painted up again he knows it's not <laughs> over he's gonna go get taken to the vet and get a shot of cortisone and his life continues gonna continue. <laughs> I bet you he was so pissed at that moment. Painted up again. <laughs> oh, God, dude, I'm sweating. I'm laughing so hard, I'm sweating. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, oh, this was great. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, I... Oh, I can hardly breathe. I'm laughing so hard, dude. I wonder how much I can even use. <laughs> I love it though. I'm gonna. I'm definitely. I'm gonna send you a Pierre picture. I'm gonna work on that. That's gonna be my mission. I'm just. Yeah, gonna, I do need that. I'm gonna just send it to you. I'll make them all like you know, devil dog kind of thing. But it'll be Pierre. So, but uh, cool, man. Yeah, no. But I seriously, I do appreciate you taking the time, though, man. Oh, for sure. Cool. So, yeah, keep me posted on uh, on everything, all the developments and that. You know, I want to definitely check out more of the. Uh, the footage when you when you get more stuff we'll do like we said you know set up set up a way for me to watch it because i really was digging it right the premiere is going to be the last weekend in october 25th 26th temple theater awesome awesome so anything else that you'd like to uh let the listeners know you know i wish i wish i could i i definitely have something in the works right now that's um gonna be a big move and um but i i, I just got to kind of figure out how that you know how that works i don't think i can really unroll that just yet but uh as soon as i'm able to i'll definitely hit you up and and um you know maybe we can do another uh, a pierre part two i'm down i love it yes let's do pierre part two i love it <laughs> cool man seriously i love it so well hey man i will definitely talk to you soon um and uh you know, I yeah, I, I really I thoroughly enjoyed this. So this this uh, this worked out really well. So and we got a, you know some cool things. You gave me a lot to think about, though. Seriously, so some very cool concepts, and that's what I was hoping is that you know to get your take on what happens. So <clears throat> you gave me some interesting concepts to th- to ponder. So well, cool, man. Well, I, what's that? You, I, I gave you, I gave you some insight. You gave me Pierre. And I, gave I think. You Pierre. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I won or I lost because now I'm tainted with this story and this suicidal canine karma and you know what I mean. <laughs> I feel compelled to uh, now. I have to do a documentary or, or maybe I'll be cursed or, or something. Cursed. I don't know. <laughs> Even a mini documentary is a special feature on one of the DVDs. <laughs> Absolutely, special special feature to play at the premiere. Yes, <laughs> 
people will be like, what the fuck? And then we, I'll just be like, go with it. Then we send the dog costume down the aisle. Absolutely, just diving on people. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I, <laughs> I want to see where this goes. I, I'm afraid to. So let's, you know... We better stop right now okay. and save some for the next time because I feel like we're going to conjure something we don't want to. <laughs> totally. Well, cool, man. I will. Weird vibes. <laughs> yeah. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, later, man. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. And that was my fun talk with Steve Prozac Shippy. And you can find Steve's music on iTunes or anywhere that they sell music. Uh, and that's Prozac, P-R-O-Z-A-K. I definitely recommend listening to that. Uh, as for Haunted Saginaw, check that out on hauntedsaginaw.com or on our Facebook, Haunted Saginaw. We've got uh, movies up on Amazon Prime. They're free with a membership. And uh, we've got some exciting news. There's a new movie coming out this year and November 15th and 16th in Saginaw, Michigan at the Temple Theater. Uh, check that out. We got some other exciting news. But uh, in the meantime, have yourself a good day and have yourself a good life.